Awesome. Well, good evening again. Uh, as Sarah Beth mentioned, welcome to the Medina East Campus of Grace Church. Thanks so much for stopping out here at our 515 services. We're really excited and glad that you're here to connect with the conversation that we're going to be having together tonight. Part of that conversation involves the kind of the bumper that you just saw, that video, Obedient Faith, which, by the way, has the coolest background music that I've ever heard in my life. Like, especially when you see Pastor Tony, you know, walking walk along those trails back there in the back. But anyway, uh, as Sarah Beth also said, let me just reiterate, if you are a guest here with us this evening, let me just reiterate, like we count it an honor and a privilege that you would decide to spend uh, this next hour, hour and 15 minutes here with us together. Um, We're just so excited that we're here or that you're here. And uh, yeah, I, I would encourage you, if you are a guest, check out the Welcome Center afterwards. I want to make sure that you felt welcome, fill out that Connect card, and, uh, and all that good stuff. And so, um, as many of you know, for those of you who have been around here at Grace Church uh, over the past couple of weeks, you know that we have been in a series called, Where's Pastor Tony? Yeah. Yeah, so most of you who call Medina East your home, you recognize that you haven't seen as much of our our campus pastor who uh, does the predominant uh, kind of preaching and speaking on the weekends. Kind of haven't seen him around in the past three weeks, which I think for our community here at Grace has been actually a really good thing because we've had an opportunity to hear with, with, yeah, a really good thing, right? it's been a good thing because I think we've had some opportunity to hear from other leaders like uh, Clark, who is our new perspective uh, resident, and myself as well. It was just such a, such a privilege for me to share last week and kind of uh, lead you guys through the last conversation of the Teach Us to Pray series that we closed down last weekend. So um, <clears throat> definitely jazzed about that. But actually, what, what's really awesome is that uh, where Pastor Tony has been at the last three weeks, he hasn't just been loafing around. <laughs> He's actually, we've, we've actually been able to loan him to a number of other like conferences and universities, and he's actually been uh, teaching and preaching kind of abroad across the United States. So for instance, a couple weeks ago, Tony was actually at a place called Grace College, which is in Winona Lake, Indiana, and we're kind of affiliated with them. And so at Grace College, he basically was doing the primary preaching and teaching for their student emphasis week. So I think it's really cool that we are able to not only be obviously blessed and rewarded week in and week out, right, by hearing from Tony and some other people, but it's also really cool to know that uh, what God has given us and what he's blessed us with is now going outside of these four walls and the church abroad and people abroad are really um, able to be impacted in a great way, in a gospel-centered way by some of that teaching. So we're definitely excited about that. And uh, rest assured, Pastor Tony will be back in the saddle. That's a weird way of putting it. But anyway, he'll be back in the saddle next week. And as, as Sarah Beth mentioned, we are going to be kicking off a series next week called Questioning Jesus. We're really excited about that series. And so as many of you know, last week we concluded a series again that we were calling Teach Us to Pray. And so some of you may be like, okay, what is this week? What are we doing and how is this different? Well, um, I, what we're going to do this week, I think it's really important um, from time to time. And we typically like to do this about once every year at the Medina East Campus. And usually as close to the beginning of the year as we possibly can. We think it's completely acceptable and more than appropriate to just for one week to press pause and to reflect on last year and all the things that God was doing, not only in our own lives and in our own hearts, but all the things that God has done and is doing in the last year at Grace Church. 
Uh, I think it's really important to do that because we can look back and we can celebrate. We can be thankful. It gives us an opportunity to respond to God in some of those amazing ways. So that's part of what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be taking a little bit of a look back to see, and I can't emphasize it enough, to see the things that God has been doing in our church. This is not a, a, a yippee ki kaye cheer grace church thing, but it really is like, hey, we ought to just pause and acknowledge the amazing things that God has been doing to grow people, to grow our campus, and to just see the gospel, this message about the love of Jesus and the love of God through the sacrifice of Jesus spread abroad into our community. So we want to do that today, but actually we also want to do this as well. So this is kind of a unique weekend. We don't just want to look back. We actually also want to look forward. And what I mean by that is this. Um, Every year at the beginning of the year, the leaders of the Medina East Campus, so we call them elders. So leaders, these elders, these, uh, we also call it the steering team. Uh, Every year we get together and we prayerfully consider the direction that we believe God wants to take us as a church for the entire rest of the year. To kind of establish a little bit of some goals like, God, what are you doing? Where are you taking us? To, again, pause and celebrate what God has already done, but also look to the future and like, okay, God, where are you taking us? What steps do you want us to take in this year? So actually today, we're calling this obedient faith. We're going to get an opportunity to do both those things. We're going to look to the past. Then we're also going to look to the future. And then I think at the end, we'll have some opportunity to draw some conclusions about what this means for each of us right here in the present. And so the way we're going to do that is actually through video. So we are going to start by looking at the past. And that is going to be shared with us by our senior pastor over all of Grace Church. Many of you know that Grace Church has multiple campuses. Our senior pastor over all of Grace Church is Jeff Bogue. So he's going to share with us just what God has been doing across Grace Church for the last year and kind of celebrate that a little bit. Then immediately thereafter, you are going to get a chance to hear from Pastor Tony again, but it's going to be via video. And Tony's going to share with us a little bit about what we're talking about when we, when we're, when we say these words, obedient faith, and the trajectory of our campus as we grow together throughout the rest of 2017. So that's what we're going to do. And without further ado, you guys have already grabbed a seat. If you got popcorn, this is a great opportunity for it, right? But uh, we're going to kick up this video and then I'll uh, head back up here once we're done and just draw some closing conclusions. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to take a few minutes to uh, recap this amazing year of 2016 here at Grace Church. It's absolutely incredible all that God allowed us to be a part of uh, corporately and uh, what he has done in us and through us. Uh, Of course, one of the biggest, highest markers for us are people coming to know Jesus as their Savior. So all throughout Grace Church, through all of our campuses, we've seen uh, 273 people come to know Christ as their Savior. And that's folks who have given us their name, we followed up with them, connected with them, encouraged them to enter a discipleship process. Absolutely amazing, and we praise God for that. That's one of the the highlights of of the whole year. Uh, Tied to that, of course, is baptism. So throughout uh, the course of the year, we've seen 202 people be baptized and take that step of publicly identifying with Jesus. And again, for all of you who did that, who accepted Christ, who were baptized, we're proud of you, we're happy for you, and excited and grateful that that we get to take this journey and this story together. Uh, Grace is uh, tied into so many different things, and and, uh, one of the reasons that allows us to uh, work together so closely is the unity that we have. 
the unity of our vision, the unity of our passion. And that was never more represented than in the constitutional changes that we brought about this year. It's um, almost beyond uh, imagination that a church our size with our diversity would unanimously support the depth of changes that, that we supported together. So thank you for your trust. Thank you for your flexibility. And we believe that grace is ordered in a way that makes us more uh, flexible and pliable as we move into um, um, the future. Uh, another big passion of ours, of course, is raising up that next generation of leadership, right? And so when we think about our interns and our residents at all of our campuses, uh, young men and women who are studying to go into full-time ministry, who want to learn God's word, want to learn ministry, I want all of our interns and residents to know that your church family is proud of you, we're grateful for you, and that you are a, you're a, a shining part of what we give ourselves to, and we're thrilled and, and looking forward to, to producing more and more leaders for, for the, the kingdom of God. One of the other things that we're really uh, excited about and grateful for is that we were able to graduate our first undergraduates this year. So what a privilege to have a, a, a full-blown college degree right here at Grace, where our students are studying the Bible, studying ministry, and we had our first class go through and graduate. And we're proud of them and excited that we get to be a part of their development as they go and serve the Lord in full-time ministry in all types of different aspects of ministry. And that's a, a dream come true that we could have an undergrad program right here at Grace Church that you could be a part of and be trained in. And we're thrilled about that. Of course, a grand slam for us is always starting new campuses. 30 in 30 is the, is the driving force of Grace, starting 30 campuses in 30 years. And we were able to do something this year we've never done before. We started we're starting three new campuses in one year, which is a little bit crazy, but a lot, a lot of fun. So thrilled that Gary Underwood has joined us and we're launching the Ellet campus. And that's gonna be starting up here in just a couple of weeks. They'll start to have uh, their services starting in Springfield High School and then launching from there forward. And so grateful for Gary, grateful for the launch team that's going thrilled that that's becoming reality. About a month or so ago, our Atlanta team went out. Uh, Carlos Tez and Peter Yu and their families moving to Atlanta, starting a from scratch church planning effort there. And that is starting to gain traction. We're starting to build relationships. That is hard work. It's exciting work, being prayer for them. And I am so excited that we're a part of it. And then of course we teamed up and uh, made the town center Grace Brethren Church in Atlanta, Georgia, one of our campuses. So welcoming David Black and his wife Lauren into the, the fold of Grace Church and another part of our family down there in Georgia that we're excited about and excited how God can, can work through. So thrilled that these new campuses are launching and we get to be a part of that. We also, for the first time ever, invited hundreds of pastors from across the world to join us here at Akron. So this last fall, we had over 300 pastors from five different countries uh, come into Akron. 
just to find out what was going on here at Grace Church and our ministry philosophies and, and what we're about and what we're trying to accomplish. So your work and your sacrifice and your commitment is now affecting literally thousands of churches across North America and even the world as they're looking here into what's going on at Grace and saying, can we learn from that? Can we duplicate parts of it? And can we take our heart and our mission and our vision and be a part of that? All of that uh, coming together and making for an exciting year, God blessed us and we humbly received a couple of awards. Uh, Grace was named Church of the Year by the Grace Brethren Fellowship. That's a, an honor that we're grateful for and that we all can share and be a part of. Uh, we were also named one of the top 100 fastest growing churches in North America. Uh, that's all churches in North America. We're one of the top 100 fastest growing. Again, glory to God. That's fun. Uh, those things, we're grateful for those awards, but they're really reflections of God's goodness and our unity and our passion to do what God has, has called us to do. As we uh, move ahead and look into the next year, we're excited about so many things. I, I wanna ask God for the, the things that the Apostle Paul asked for. He asked for more and more. And so we wanna see more people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And each of the campuses is focusing attention on that. How can we become more effective in doing the work of an evangelist? Uh, we wanna see more people discipled. And we're all looking at that. How can we invite more people into biblical community and more people into a deeper relationship with Christ to take the big steps of faith to grow in Christ? Uh, we wanna see more leadership developed. So one of the things that we're really excited about and looking forward to is this new partnership with Grace College out of Winona Lake, Indiana. And when we think about who is uh, creating and servicing our undergraduate degree here at, at Grace Church, uh, Grace College is a new partner that's come on board and we're really excited to work with them and have our students go through their program. And then those students engaging in internships, engaging in residency, headed to full-time ministry. We wanna see more and more of that. And we wanna see God maybe even open the doors up for more and more campuses. So we always have conversations going on that we're excited about. And we believe that ultimately God will reveal to us that some of those are the ways that we should go and campusing opportunities that we should pursue. So we're just grateful. I'm grateful to be a part of this. I'm grateful for God's favor and his help and his leading. I'm grateful to all of you. Thank you so much. We love you. We're grateful for your service and your giving and your prayer, your willingness, some of you to uproot and go start new campuses and try new things. Uh, I always like to say that Grace's secret sauce is her people's willingness to sacrifice. And that is what we've, we've always done. When God has asked, we've said yes, and man has he blessed us in incredible ways. So we love you, I love you, I'm proud of you, I'm grateful to be a part of this movement and excited for what God has in store for us in this next year. All throughout the Bible, 
the spiritual life of a person for a, a person who follows Jesus is oftentimes depicted as a walk. And uh, so, for example, uh, in the Bible, in Micah chapter 6, verse 8, Micah says, What does God require of you except that you act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God? You kind of see the same idea in uh, the book of 1 John chapter 2, where John says, if anyone wants to live like Jesus, they have to walk as Jesus walked. And you see the same principle with the Apostle Paul in the book of Galatians chapter 5. And he talks about the idea of walking with the Spirit or keeping in step with the Spirit. And so all throughout the Bible, you see this picture that the spiritual life uh, for a person that follows Jesus is kind of this, kind of depicted as a walk. It's a, it's a step-by-step progressive journey. I really love that imagery because, you know, if you think about it, it communicates a process, it communicates a step-by-step journey. You think about the ordinariness, even the monotony sometimes of what it is to walk. And spiritually speaking, um, a lot of times that's what it looks like to follow Jesus. And yet what I also love about that analogy, the idea of walking, is that I think all of us can understand that if you think about walking, that an ordinary person takes millions of steps in their lifetime, uh, that not all steps are created equal, that not all walks are created equal. My guess is if you even think about in your own life, if, if you've taken you know, millions of steps over the course of your life, there are probably certain steps and there's probably certain walks that stick out in your mind as being more significant or as being more memorable to you, right? You know, I, I just think not all walks are created equal, not all steps are created equal. And you know, that can be for good or for bad. For some of you, you've had to take some really hard walks. So maybe you remember a difficult walk that you had to take out of a doctor's office after getting some life-altering or some life-threatening news. Or maybe for you, you remember a tragic walk that you took to the graveside of someone that you unexpectedly lost or from a loved one that you really cared for. But those walks have etched themselves in your mind because not all walks are created equal. And most of the time, it's one step after another. It's monotonous, and sometimes it can be relatively ordinary. And sometimes steps are full of joy, and sometimes they're difficult steps, and sometimes they're hard steps. And I love that picture because spiritually speaking, I think it's the same way. I was thinking about some of the walks, some of the significant walks of faith that men and women in the Bible had to take. In the book of Exodus chapter 14, I think of a really significant walk that the Israelites took. Some of you guys might know the Israelites were in Egyptian captivity and God delivered them from Egyptian captivity and he led them out of Egypt to to the bank of the Red Sea. And the Bible said that while they were at the bank of the Red Sea, the Egyptian army came and was bearing down on them and they were trapped. And so they cried out to God and, and God intervened and the Bible says that he split the Red Sea and the Israelites walked through on dry ground. Man, that's not an ordinary walk, right? Of course, above all of that, I think about the walk that Jesus Christ himself took. The walk that Jesus begged God to not take to Calvary, where he went to the cross for the sake of the sins of all humanity. And, and, you know, I think about all these walks in the Bible, and there's many more. But when I think about them, you know, there's one characteristic that all of these walks have in common. And that's really this, that all of them began with a decision. It was a decision to leave what was comfortable. It was a decision to leave even what was sometimes logical, to leave what made sense to them and to step out into obedient faith and to trust God to do what what he said that he promised he was gonna do. 
And you guys, when I think about the Medina East Campus, the past four years that we've had together, I can't help but think that there are certain walks that have etched themselves in my mind. I think about the, the, the prayer walks that many of us have taken around our building and around our facilities to pray for the people who would come into the Medina East Campus, the prayer walks that we've taken in our community. I think about the walks that many of you have taken from other campuses or from the Shepherd's Grace Church that to walk to go together to form a new campus and to kind of walk into the uncertainty. I know for me personally, there's one walk that has really uh, kind of etched itself in my mind uh, when I think about the Medina East Campus. And um, I remember for my wife and I, for, for seven years before we came to the Medina East Campus, we served at our Bath Campus with the college ministry. And once the Medina East Campus became uh, kind of a concept, I remember uh, Pastor Jeff and the elders of Grace Church came to me and asked me if I'd be willing to pray about leading uh, the Medina East Campus. And so I did that. My wife and I spent some time, we really prayed about that. And after praying about it and seeking wisdom and uh, really asking God for direction, my wife and I came uh, to the, the conviction that we felt like God was really leading us into this. And so I remember telling Pastor Jeff, yeah, man, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna say yes and we're gonna take the lead on this campus. And I'll never forget on, on one particular Sunday, uh, there was a group of people who were meeting in the upper room at the Medina East Campus. And at that meeting, uh, they were going to announce the campus pastor. And that, that weekend, my wife and I, we were at a retreat with, uh, with the college ministry. And so we were gonna drive back from that retreat and come to that meeting. And they were gonna announce us uh, as the leaders now of the Medina East Campus. And so I'll never forget pulling into the parking lot of the Medina East Campus in our minivan. And we parked kind of in the back uh, parking area behind the building. And I just remember shutting off the engine to that van. And I knew that there was 100 people that were in the upper room that were getting ready to get introduced to the campus pastor of the Medina East Campus. And I remember shutting off the engine and just sitting there. And I remember thinking to myself, and I think I even said this to Jessica, I don't want to do this. I just said, I don't want to do this. I was so scared. And I was so, so afraid to leave what was, what, was, what was so comfortable to me. I remember feeling so underqualified and I remember feeling so insecure, just thinking, man, I don't, I don't know if these people are gonna like me and what if this doesn't work? And, and I, don't know if I, I don't know if I have what it takes to do this. I just remember feeling that. But I just remember thinking, man, I gotta do this. I gotta take this walk. I gotta get out of this van and I have to walk across this parking lot and I have to go up to that room because if this is what God is leading me to do, I need to walk in obedient faith. And I just remember every step just felt like my feet was concrete. Like I just don't wanna do this. And then I remember walking upstairs and going into that room and I was so scared. And if you were in that room, you were probably scared too. And I just remember uh, Pastor Jeff uh, introducing me. And, and can I just tell you that from that moment forward, the Medina East Campus continued to grow and God used that. But I just gotta tell you, I, I am so glad that I took that walk. I am so glad that I took those steps. Looking back, I'm so thankful that that happened. And of course, I'm telling that from my vantage point. And many of you have stories too of the walk that maybe you took to the Medina East Campus. My guess is that, that if you're a follower of Jesus, most likely you have a story like this. You have a story of a time that you took a walk that, in obedient faith to what it was that God had called for you to do. And I know for me personally, I can think of several other times to my own discredit where I felt like God was leading me to something and I didn't take that walk. See, what I've been learning is 
that the Christian life is one step in front of the other. And that regardless of how scary it might be, regardless of how uncertain it might be, regardless of how even counterintuitive it might be, if it's what God is calling me into, I wanna, I wanna take those steps. And sometimes those steps, like I said, are real ordinary. Sometimes they're kind of monotonous. Sometimes they're terrifying. Sometimes they're joy-filled and all of those things. But, but the key is to keep walking one step in front of the other. And I love uh, in Romans chapter one, the apostle Paul says something so cool. He says in verse five, he says, we wanna teach people about the obedience that comes from faith. You see, I love that so much because what the apostle Paul is saying, is he's saying that faith is not just something you believe that just, that just sits in your mind. It's not just an intellectual ascent. That faith has to work itself all the way down to your feet. That your faith has to show up in your life. I think this is what James means when James says, faith without works is dead. That, that to truly have faith in God means to step out and it means to walk into what he's called us into. So you guys, in 2017 at the Medina East Campus, the direction we wanna head this year is we wanna challenge everyone to take a step of obedient faith, to walk in obedient faith to what God has called you to. That regardless of how scary that might be, that regardless of how counterintuitive that might be, uh, that we wanna walk together in obedient faith to what God has called us to. That might look different for many of us, uh, but the question is, what does that look like for you? What are the steps that God is calling you into? And what does it look like to walk in obedient faith, to take one step after another, after another, in obedient faith to what God has called us to? So 2017 for the Medina East Campus is a year of walking in obedient faith. Awesome. I think uh, when we hear Pastor Tony saying that, it just kind of makes sense for each and every one of us. I, I think when we hear him talk about this idea of a walk and making decisions and putting one foot in front of the other, I think immediately most of us have a number of different walks or experiences in our past where that truth was unequivocally or remained unequivocally true in our lives. So I, I think for me, um, the most vivid walk that I can remember or recollect in my past was about 11 years ago, and it seems like it was yesterday. And so 11 years ago, um, my wife and I were pregnant with our first child. And uh, so we had gone nine months um, of kind of going through this process. Obviously, new parents, we didn't know what was going on. We're nervous, we're anxious, we're excited. All of those things wrapped up into one each day. And then there was that moment, right, where you sort of are sitting there and your wife says, I think it's time. <laughs> and so I remember, uh, you know, uh, rustling all our stuff together and getting the bag that was already packed and ready to go, going to the hospital. And we got to the hospital and uh, the nurses and the doctors weren't so sure that it was time. And so obviously uh, you need to be kind of so far what they call dilated uh, in order to have a baby, in order to be officially admitted to the hospital. So I just remember thinking, it's time, it's time, all the way to the hospital. And then when we got there, they were like, yeah, it might not be. So, well, let's, let's see what we could do is what they said. If you, if you kind of get her active, if she can walk around, if she can move a little bit, then maybe it'll speed up or speed along that process. And so at that point, we had already made it to the hospital, and the hospital was about 35 minutes away, and it was like, no, we made the decision 
right? We're going to have this child tonight. And so what did we do? My wife and I, we got up and we started to take the walk. I think we did like 800 laps around the interior of this hospital. And uh, with each passing lap, it was like, we got to get more active. We got to get more active because we made a decision. We're doing this. This is happening tonight. We're not going to go home. And I just remember like increasing my speed and encouraging Sarah to increase her speed. And I think we were sprinting around the hospital by the time that we were done. And so as I think about this and I think about what Pastor Tony is saying, that the same goes, it's, it's very true for, for you and for me. I think when I look back at my own walk and that silly little story, we made a decision, Right. We made a decision that resulted in, in us taking some concrete steps to move forward. As, as Pastor Tony said, the decision that caused us to make steps to put one foot in front of the other. As scary, as anxiety-ridden as that experience was, we made a decision. And frequently, as Pastor Tony mentioned in that video, man, that decision in the Bible is frequently labeled with this word faith. Faith is first and foremost a resolute, internal, deeply seated decision to buy into the agenda that Jesus has for my life. To literally follow him to become like him. And over and over and over again in the Bible, especially in a place like Romans 8.29, we are told that to put faith in God, to put faith in Christ, results in this pathway for us of growth. That at the end of the road, like the goal, is that we would be, the Bible says, conformed to the image of God's Son. Conformed to the image of Christ. Becoming like Jesus. And so then obedience kind of takes a different shape. Obedience here is, in, in, this, in this faith walk, obedience is not just some arbitrary thing that God wants us to do or wants to make us do to fall in line. Instead, obedience is a results from that decision. And obedience becomes the invitation. It's the invitation for us to jump on board God's amazing plans that he has for every single one of our lives. The amazing plans to grow us all the way to the point where we become like Jesus. We become like Jesus. And so as we think about this idea of a walk, as we think about where we're headed this year as a campus, we have already looked to the past. We have anchored ourselves in God's faithfulness and what he's already shown us to do. And we've also looked toward the future where God is taking us. So right now, right here in this place, the present becomes the challenge for you and for me to kind of walk a parallel path to that of our campus. And what I mean by that is this, that the faith step that God is asking each one of us to take does involve looking to the past and God's faithfulness in our own lives and our own experiences, recalling those things, remembering just how good God has been over and over and over again in our stories already. And looking to the future, again, we know what God's goal for us is. It's to become like Jesus. The challenge for each one of us tonight and on into 2017 as a community of people, the challenge now is the present. What is the next step of faith that God is asking me personally, you personally, to take? What is that next step of faith that, that may be fuzzy for some of you. For, some, for others of you, it may be clear. For some of you, that next step of faith, you know what it is and you're ready to take it. For others of you, you're confused, you're concerned that it's not going to pan out and there's a little fear and trepidation in that. 
But the bottom line is that what God is asking from all of us is to take that next step, to ratify that decision that we've made in our hearts, that we know what God has done in the past, we know what he wants to do with us in the future, and that the next step for us is to trust him by walking one foot in front of the other. So as the band comes up and as we are going to give you guys an opportunity to maybe do that business with God, as we sing these songs and as we reflect on just what it is that God, prayerfully reflect what it is that God might be asking of us to take that next step of faith. As we do that, maybe for some of you, it it looks like committing to put your faith in Jesus for the very first time. For some of you, it's like, God, I've tried life my own way. I've tried to do it the way that everyone else says I should do it or the way that I think I should do it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's not brought me any kind of life. It's not brought me anywhere close to the design and the plan that God you have for me. And so maybe for some of you, that step of faith is the first step of faith. It's the decision to put your faith, your trust, and your hope in Jesus because you know that God has amazing plans for your life, those plans to look like Jesus. For some of us, it is that dangerous and and fearful step into jumping into a disciple-making relationship. For some of you, you've been ignoring that for quite a while, and, and you just know, as you do that business with God, you know that it's time to do what Jesus has asked every single one of us to do. When Jesus gives this great commission in Matthew 28, he says, go into this world and make disciples of every kind of people group, of all nations, so we know what the commission of Jesus is. And maybe for some of you, it's, it's like, okay, I'm going to immerse myself in that. I'm going to take a step to get myself involved in a discipleship or disciple-making relationship. For some of you, it might be jumping into a life group. Again, there's a lot of fear there, but there's a decision that has to be made that involves you then taking that necessary step to get plugged into biblical community, to start doing life together with God's people. Such an important thing. For some of you, it's that. For others of you, it might be rallying around your marriage or your family, knowing that uh, what's happened in your past has been insufficient with regards to what God's design is for you in your family life. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to trust God and to do the thing that you need to do to take a step in that direction. Whatever that step of faith is, it's going to look different for each and every one of us. But together as a campus, as we aim for this goal of walking in obedient faith this year, I want to challenge you to do that business as we sing and as we pray, to prayerfully reflect on the next step that God is asking you to take. Let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you for just your word and the truth that you've shared with us tonight. God, we want to thank you that you have invited us on board to this project of making us increasingly look like Jesus. God, we thank you that at the cross, Jesus has secured a great victory. He secured the liberation for us. And that by having faith in his name, God, we can trust you that you're going to get us from where we are all the way to the goal that you have for us of looking like Jesus and experiencing true life. So God, I pray, Lord, that tonight, wherever we're all at, that we would take this time to pause and again, look back to recount your faithfulness in our lives in the past, to look forward, to be energized and and enthused at where you're taking us, but ultimately to take the pause moment here right now and to do that business that we need to do with you, to interact with you, to converse with you and ask you, God, what is it? What's the next step? 
and to pray that your spirit would help embolden us to be obedient to that step. So God, I pray for every person here that we would take this time, this next 10 or 15 minutes that we have together, that we would do that. And God, thank you again for all that you're doing in and among us and at Grace Church. And God, I pray for every single person here that whatever that step is, that you would give them the power and the ability to take the next step and to move forward in growing to be like you. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.